All right, we got the inflation numbers coming out tomorrow and I've got a message to all of you watching the show. You need to sell your Bitcoin today. And if you don't sell your Bitcoin today, you could risk losing up to 50%. This is no joke. This is no clickbait tile. We're going to talk about what I'm talking about. Also, there is amazing, amazing, amazing news for anyone involved in the FTX uh, exchange. If, if you had deposits on FTX exchange, I've got amazing news for you. I think you're going to get a big, big, big portion of your money back. So that is probably the best news that, that can happen because that could really, really pump the market. I'm also going to show you a few crazy things today. So it's going to be a big show. And as I said to you on Twitter, oh, it's a green box. Damn, I can't show a green box. Huh, how funny is that? It's a green screen. It's a green box. So you can't show it. But I'm holding the box here, um, which you can go and look on, on Twitter. Um, and there is a Rolex in the box. It's how, how could we not have thought about that? There's a Rolex in the box. And somebody is going to win the Rolex. Somebody is going to win the Rolex. It's a true story. That is the funny. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. I promise you, and that doesn't look like it, but it actually is a green box. And I'm going to show you something. You know, I'm going to try and do something. Let's see if this works. I wonder if, if I can get this to work. Hold on a second. Let's see if we can get this to work. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this, and I want to see if this works. Okay. So you see this is a green screen. This is the green box. Now somebody is going to win the Rolex, which is inside this box. Now, I can't show you the watch yet because we haven't finalized it with a sponsor yet, but I can show you that it is a real Rolex box with a real Rolex inside with papers and a band. And one of our lucky viewers and subscribers is going to win this Rolex. So, man, look, it's beautiful. I can't really show it to you, but it's, it's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely beautiful. So let me get my real camera back so we don't have to feel like we're in a... There we go. I'm back. Wow, I look very tanned. We need to untan me quickly. <laughs> you need to untan me. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right, let me quickly just untan myself a bit. There we go. I'm, I'm, I'm untanned. <laughs> That's funny how it does that. It's funny, funny, funny how it does that. All right. All right. So, um, welcome back, guys. Uh, it's a big, big, big show today. Um, first of all, first of all, first of all, congratulations to anyone who took any of the trades that we spoke about yesterday. We've been on an absolute winning streak. Sheldino has been on an absolute winning streak. Uh, I've been on an absolute winning streak. I'm, I'm, I hope you guys got into some of the trades. Let's quickly look at some of the trades. Um, so if you did short gala, remember I spoke to you guys yesterday. I said to you, I'm going to short gala. It was at 42 cents. I wanted to do it at the end of the show, but because we ran out of time, um, we didn't manage to short Gala. Well, congratulations if you if you did do that. Also, if you bought Coinbase um, yesterday, 
Remember, we told you guys to buy Coinbase. You would have made quite a bit of cash. And the reason why Coinbase went up, don't forget this. I want to show you something really, really, really funny. Okay. So, so the reason why Coinbase went up was because A, the crypto market went up, but B, they announced that they were firing about a thousand people, right? They, were, they announced they were firing about a thousand people in their workforce. So that was the announcement that came from a blog post from Brian Armstrong. And he said, look, you know, he, 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 um, he filed this on the 10th of January. And he said, look, we, are, we, we filed something with the SEC to say we're going to retrench about a thousand people because we are, we, we are scared of the bear market. So what did CZ do as soon as he saw this? He saw an opportunity to say that Binance is increasing their headcount by up to 30%. You saw that. So it's almost like CZ said, uh, so, so, so Brian Armstrong says, look, we're suffering. Binance says, wow, we see a great opportunity. We're going to tell the market that we're actually going to increase the headcount. But the thing is, we're smarter than that. As much as we love Binance, we're smarter than that, right? So we dug up an announcement which was made by Coinbase in June where they said that they were going to la lay off 1,100 employees. Remember that announcement? And that happened on June 15th at 3.20. Well, on June 15th, also at uh, about... Well, just 12.07, so there we go. Uh, Coinbase did exactly the same thing. He said, today we are hiring 2,000 open positions. So, I mean, you got to see like the, the PR game. Uh, and in the meantime, in the meantime, what you can see is that if you did buy Coinbase, you'd be following the likes of uh, Kathy Wood, who, who bought Coinbase. And Coinbase has had about a 20% uh, jump in the week. Uh, we're going to be talking about Ethereum today. We're going to be talking about ETHUSD, uh, ETHBTC. We're also going to be talking about Singularity Net. Remember yesterday, for those of you who got into this trade, also congratulations. You would have gotten about six cents yesterday. Uh, it jumped up to about 10 and a half cents. Uh, it's coming down now, but I think the whole market's coming down. I think Sheldon was saying that his short is printing money. Your short's printing money again. Short-term shorts, bro. What's happening tomorrow? I think the market's starting to pre-jump it again. I don't know, bro. The market's right. overextended at the moment. All right, so let's go. I'll, I'll bring you back in a second. All right, so let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. What you need to do, as usual, is subscribe to the channel and like this video and comment in the comments because one lucky subscriber is going to walk away with this beautiful. I can't show it yet because it's, because the sponsorship's not finalized, but it's it's beautiful. It's absolutely, absolutely, absolutely beautiful. One or two lucky subscribers will walk away with a Rolex, a real Rolex. We'll be sending you a Rolex. What you need to do, subscribe to the channel. If you're not subscribed, leave us a comment and I'll tell you towards the end of the show what you need to do if you want to take home the Rolex. Okay, so do it. Subscribe. If you're a woman, by the way, uh, you we have done a deal with the Rolex dealers that will allow you to return the watch and swap it if you want for a, uh, a lady's watch. Um and if you don't, if you, you could just give it to your husband. I mean, that's, there's nothing wrong with giving it to your husband or your boyfriend. I'm just saying as a husband, I don't think there's anything wrong with a wife giving a husband a, a Rolex. Um, but it is happening. So listen, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel. Let's go, 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 go. And let's talk about what's happening on the markets. So I'm watching the following charts today. I'm watching Bitcoin, uh, which is holding up pretty well. I mean, 17,409. The other chart that I'm watching is I'm watching the Dixie. And the last chart that I'm watching right now is the, the NASDAQ. And the reason why I'm watching all these charts is because tomorrow we're getting the CPI print. Um, it's a big day tomorrow. It's the first CPI print, print of 2023. And the market is expecting inflation to continue to go down. The market is expecting inflation to go to 6.5% with the last reading was 7.1%. That to me seems pretty aggressive. 
And I think that we may get a slightly negative surprise. So let's quickly look at what JP Morgan's thinking. JP Morgan says that if we get below 6.4%, the S&P will go up by between 3 and 3.5%. And they also say that if we get between 6.4 and 6.6, the market goes up 1.5 to 2%. And if we get above 6.6, the market goes up, uh, the market goes down 2.5 to 3%. And they're saying there's a 65% chance that we're within 6.4 to 6.6. There is a 20% chance that we're below 6.4. And there is a 15% chance that we are, um, let me just get this right, that we are uh, a 15% chance that we're above 6.6. So let's watch that very, very, very carefully. Um, what I'm looking at, what I'm thinking is we may get a slightly negative surprise. In other words, I think inflation may come in lower than last month, lower than the 7.1, but higher than the 6.5, which I think is pretty aggressive. And I'm not just basing it on, on, on what Rand thinks. Uh, I'm basing it on a measure here, which is called Truflation. So Truflation is a company that actually measure real inflation. Um, they believe that the year-on-year year, year year inflation is 5.73. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But there were models done, and they're saying, look, it's almost time for the December 2022 CPI release. The previous month was 7.1. The, the market consensus is 6.5%, but the Truflation community forecasts 6.8%. And they have been way more accurate than, uh, than the market. So, so this is a guy called Gnome Will. And Gnome Will, what he does is he creates models that predict inflation. And if you follow his tweet, what you'll see is that his... His, his prediction is 6.8% uh, for December and 6.3% for January. And he's been very, very right. So I think that correlates with what Sheldon said on his show. In fact, I'm, let me get Tentino on you. Tentino, just walk me through what you said on your show about inflation tomorrow. Tell me what the charts are saying. Um, okay. Yeah, walk me through what the charts are saying. Cool, bro. So obviously, we've had many consecutive days. Like we can just see the market's been growing quite a bit now over the last few days. And all that I'm seeing here is RSIs are a bit overbought on the eight hour, on the 12 hour, on the daily. So for me, a short term pullback makes sense. I don't think the news comes out crazy bad tomorrow, but I, does, I do think it starts a little bit of a pullback for Bitcoin. And basically, the way I'm seeing it play out is a small pullback from Bitcoin. It's at 618 now from the previous move. Um, and then hopefully a higher low, we can start to move from that. I think Bitcoin's going to range now for the next you know, few weeks. I think altcoins are still going to go crazy. You know, Bitcoin dominance has been coming down quite a bit, but now it's at support. And for me, it's at a level that if the market pulls back now, altcoins are going to get, you know, obviously they're growing a lot more when the markets are bullish, but they're going to get quite hurt uh, on the pullback uh, because obviously dominance is going up. But the big one for me is you spoke about Dixie. And this is the only one that's just very concerning for me at the moment, because if we look at extreme higher time frame weekly, you know, obviously it did crazy things over mm. the last few weeks, but this is support here at the moment. And we have this RSI sort of trailing at the bottom for quite a while. And as long as this Dixie stays in this trend, you know, it's still showing an upward side momentum within the Dixie. So stock market still making a lower high at the moment. Well, the, the NASDAQ. And the Dixie on support right now. Bitcoin looking for pullback. I think the news comes out a little bit bad tomorrow. A little bit. Not, not too bad. A little bit. Get okay. the RSIs down. And then I think we, we, we're on our way. I don't think this creates new lows for Bitcoin yet. I don't think it's like this anything is, yet. This is exactly yeah. what I'm thinking. What I'm thinking is what I'm thinking is very simple. I'm thinking that the we get above 6.5%. The market goes down a bit. It creates a little bit of a buying opportunity. In fact, 
based on what we're going to talk about later in the show, I've given my traders a whole lot of instructions and I said to them tomorrow, don't execute the instruction in the morning, execute the instruction of buying after the, uh, the, the CPI. And the reason is because I just think that CPI may disappoint tomorrow. All right. Well, let's, let's just, uh, let's, let's, I'm going to bring you in because I need you for the next yeah. segment of the show. Bro, the, the altcoins have pumped 50% in the last week. Like it's well, okay for a small well, pullback and then continuation. I'm the just confused on why some altcoins are pumping. Why is FTT up 40, 41% oh, for the week? Like, oh, I'm going to watch the show. Wait, wait, wait. I told you guys yesterday to short FTX, FTT. If you did, you would have made money. I told you there was one place that you could have sold it. It's on our, one of our sponsors, Gains. Gains is, um, Gains Trade is the, um, it's a decentralized perpetuals platform. It's the only place that I know that you could have traded FTT. And if you bought it yesterday, when, it, when we told you, if you shorted it yesterday at 140, you had opportunities to sell it at like 120 something. So, let me just quickly find it for you. Let me just quickly just get into the Dude, one. How does this coin still have life? It doesn't. That's why it's got to go to zero. And I'm going to show you <laughs> what, what the hell. I'm, like... I'm going to show you something. Here. I'm going to show you something. Here. I'm going to show you something. Here. There's great news for anyone involved in FTX. And then I need you, Sheldino, because the main segment of the show is about selling your Bitcoin today or losing 50%. I need you for that segment. Yeah, I got so, you. I'm watching. In the back. In the meantime, let's talk about um, the other trade that we are watching. The other trade that we're watching is this GBTC discount or GBTC premium. Right now, that GBTC premium is at 37.8%. And remember, we're watching this because we think that we think that this DCG situation is going to start resolving itself and it's going to start resolving itself pretty soon. And the writing is very, very, very much on the wall. In fact, it feels like Gemini, who have a whole lot of money, Gemini is obviously controlled by the Winklevoss brothers, but, um, have a whole lot of money uh, on on Gemini. Have a whole lot of money on Genesis, which is the lending platform which stopped withdrawals, which is owned by DCG, and they've obviously been negotiating with Barry Silbert for quite a long time. But the problem is that it, they feel like they've probably had a stalemate with Barry Silbert. Now they've got two options. One option is to try and resolve it outside of the courts, or the other option is to put DCG into liquidation. The problem is if you put DCG into liquidation. Then you've got to go through a whole U.S. legal process, which costs a lot of time and costs a lot of money and takes a lot of time. And so I guess what they're trying to do is they're trying to resolve it outside of the courts, but they're not winning negotiating with Barry. So what are they doing? Well, what they've done is they've taken it into the public. And first, Cameron Winklevoss published the open letter. Then he published another open letter to the board. And in this open letter to the board, he pulled out all the stops. You know, he said, I'm writing that you know that Gemini and... Uh, sorry, I'm writing to you know that Gemini and more than 340,000 earn users have been defrauded. I mean, so defrauded is, is, is a big word. That's, that's criminal. He also goes on to say um, that, that um, Barry Silbert and other key personnel knew and conspired to make false statements and, and misrepresentations. So he, he really took the, the gloves off. What he's alleging in this letter is he's alleging that when Three when Luna went down, Three Arrows Capital went down. And when Three Arrows Capital went down, they owed Genesis $1.2 billion. Okay, so what he's saying is after the Three Arrows Collateral was liquidated, it was left with a loss of at least $1.2 million. At this point, Barry Silbert had two options. Either restructure the Genesis loan book, and you could have gone into bankruptcy, or fill the $1.2 billion hole. He did neither. At that point in time, the Genesis loan book was approximately $8 billion, and the $1.2 billion accounted for roughly 15%. A restructuring then could have addressed the, the, the shortfall. Uh, um, 
in a short amount of time and given the direct access to liquidity, but Barry chose not to do this. He chose not to close the 1.2 billion hole. Instead, he pretended to, and how did he pretend to? By issuing a promissory note, which is a note that says, hey, you give me the 1.2 billion dollar debt from Three Arrows Capital, which is actually worth nothing. And we'll give you a promissory note that we owe you in 10 years, $1.2 billion. And then you carry on operating as usual because you've got an asset on your books. And the asset on your books is this, this you know, DCG said that in 10 years, they'll give us $1.2 billion. Anyway, he goes on and on and on talking about this, this promissory note and about how, um, how Barry Silbert has been acting um, toxically, fraudulently, et cetera, et cetera. And he publishes this. Um, uh, uh, he publishes this in the public domain. So now they've taken their fight to the public domain. It says the path forward. For all the reasons mentioned above, there is no path forward as long as Barry Silbert remains CEO of DCG. He has proven himself unfit to run DCG and unwilling and unable to find a resolution. Um, as a result, Gemini, acting on behalf of 340,000 Earn users, requests that board remove Barry Silbert as CEO effective immediately and install a new CEO. So that's what he's asking for. Now, it gets a little bit messier because um, Genesis now, sorry, Gemini now stopped their earn program and they are now going to go into default. So what does Barry do? Barry writes a letter and in his letter, he says, look, you know, he's, a, he's very conciliatory in this mail. He says, you know, I've been reflecting uh, quite a bit about the past year, the state of the industry and where things go from here. He has a reflection and he says, I'm incredibly proud of the role that DCG have played and I've played as pioneers and builders in the decade. We've invested in over 200 companies that have developed and shaped the industry. We've helped build the first publicly quoted BTC fund, showing all their accolades. We own the most influential crypto media player, the number one mining pool, the leading prime broker and dominant wallet and exchanges. DCG has also backed a group of emerging fund managers and he goes on and on and on. He says, I have fond memories of the early days in this industry, working hard to educate and fighting in the trenches with fellow entrepreneurs and investors, basically saying, look, I was here early and I built this industry and we used to all work together. Um, he says, this past year has been difficult, been the most difficult of my life. Bad actors and blowups have wrecked havoc on our industry with ripple effects extending far and wide. Although DCG, our subsidiaries and many of our portfolio companies are not immune to the present turmoil, it has been challenging to have my integrity and good intentions questioned after spending a decade pouring everything into this company and the space with unrelenting focus. And I must say, I can attest to that. I think Barry really has worked and been one of the pioneers in the industry, and I think he did it in good faith. DCG is committed to remaining at the forefront, and we strive to build a better financial system. As this new year unfolds, we are hunkering down with our lean and mean mindset and making meaningful changes. The industry has been hard work, blah, 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 says, to my peers in the trenches, now is the time to collaborate, cheer each other, each other's success, and collectively take our industry to the next level. Let's grow together, treat each other with respect, and get back to having fun and making a dent in the universe. I can assure you that DCG is certainly committed to doing so. Please refer to my full Q&A over here. So he's trying to say, look, guys, let's work together. Stop, stop fighting with me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I think this is going to start coming to head. And why I say that is because DCGO or, or, or Gemini owe Bitvavo, which is a Dutch exchange. They owe them a whole lot of money, $297 million to be exact. And they gave them an offer to pay 75, 70% of the loan. And the Dutch exchange refused this offer, which means that, you know, what happens is if you owe people money, you go and make them an offer. If they say no, then what you have to do uh, when they say no is you've got 
you can either carry on negotiating or you got to go to court. And so I think it's like one of those things where, you know, it's like it's, it's tightening. It's getting to the, to the pinnacle point. And then I think something's going to happen. So let's, let's watch that because that's, um, that is something that, that, that could happen. Um, remember, if you want the Rolex, subscribe to the channel, smash a like button. I'm going to tell you in a few minutes how to get the Rolex. And let me tell you, it's an absolute beaut. And I'm going to also tell you that there may actually be two Rolexes. And it's real. If you don't believe me, just look at the box. It's a real Rolex. Really, it is. You can see just the Rolex, just the Rolex over there. Can you see the Rolex? You can see it. It's, it's real. It's just, it's a green box. All right. Um, unbelievable, unbelievable news for FTX holders. Okay. So remember the total hole in FTX, we think was about $7 billion, right? So remember that um, we think that Alameda... Uh, uh, we think that the hole between Alameda and FTX is about $7 billion. Remember that? And remember that I said to you yesterday and the day before, I said, I think if my calculations are correct, there's $3.5 in, in, in the US, in, in the Bohemian uh, liquidator, and over a billion in the US. And I said to you guys, I think that may be very good news. And today, it looks like I was right. Because... FTX has recovered over $5 billion in cash and liquid cryptocurrencies, according to Reuters. So that means that if you were invested in FTX, if you were invested in FTX, you may see quite a bit of your money back, maybe even all of your money back. I mean, not, not all, but very close to all. Because if the whole was $7 billion and they've recovered $5 billion and they, they're still recovering, that could be a big story. So be careful. Uh, I mean, be careful, be excited, keep your eyes on the story. In the meantime... The FTX liquidator wants to start selling assets. He wants to start selling all these assets and getting a whole lot of money back. Now, I found you guys a real DGN play. Okay, so listen to this. Real DGN play. Real, real, real DGN play. I found a website called uh, Xclaim. Now, what this website does is it sells claims. So if basically, if you've got a deposit on FTX, or if you've got a, a deposit on Celsius, or if you've got a deposit on Voyager, or if you've got a deposit on BlockFi, this website is a website which allows you to buy and sell your claim. So let me, let me show you. So if I want to go and buy a claim, so I go buy a claim and I choose which claim do I want to buy. And I, let's say click on FTX and I find a whole lot of claims. So I can go and buy this, this $2 million claim. I can give them a bid to, to buy the claim. Now, because I know there's $5 billion that may be recovered, there's a market for these claims. So if you want to sell your claim or buy the claim, go and have a look at this website. It's called Xclaim. And I think it's a very cool thing with all these liquidations. Right now, they seem to be supporting FTX, BlockFi, Celsius, and Voyager. Um, they're saying with FTX, they're getting up to 13.5%. I think that's about to change. Celsius, they're getting about up to 18.5%. Voyager, they're getting about 41%, which is kind of strange because we did have the court approval for... Binance US to do a $1 billion deal. Now, in terms of this $1 billion deal, which, um, by the way, by the way, this one point, this $1 billion deal was blocked by who? Who, who do you think, who do you think um, blocked or tried to block the Binance US bailout of Voyager Customs? I'll give you one guess. Put it in the, put it in the, in the comments. James, do you know who, blocked or tried to block this this one billion dollar bailout start with a k mm -mm. mr o'leary 
No. No. You know who else? Let me show you. So the people who tried to, 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 to stop the deal were Alameda Research, okay, and the SEC, which is supposed to protect investors everywhere. So let's get this straight. When FT, I just want, sorry, this is not part of the, it wasn't supposed to be part of the show, but it just gets me so angry. So let's just talk about it for a second. Voyager had a whole lot of deposits from customers, retail customers like you and me, okay? The, the SEC and, and, and the regulators approved FTX bailing out Voyager, okay? When actually FTX was insolvent, printing fake money, loaning money to Alameda, committing wire fraud, et cetera, et cetera. When Binance US came with a $1 billion offer, they, they were against it. The SEC were actually against it. You know, in terms of this offer, uh, you get 51% of your money back. So let me show you a quick trade because I know you guys are a bunch of DGENs. So in this offer, uh, you get 50. So it says here, if the deal is executed, Voyager customers who have been unable to access their funds since July will get 51% of their capital back. Okay, so if they get 51% of their capital back and you can buy people's claims for 41%, you could make a 10% premium. I'm just showing you how this, uh, how this uh, system works. Um, yeah, I did show you guys, I showed you guys this, which I think is, I, I did show that you guys, the CZ versus Brian Armstrong. Every time Brian Armstrong says we're cutting jobs, Binance releases a press release saying, hey, hey, we're, we're hiring. It's like this game we're playing. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about, I want to talk about, should we talk about the watch? Let's talk about the watch. Okay, so here's, let's talk about the watch. So first of all, it is a real watch. I promise you. Let me show you again, just so we, we all clear and aligned. Uh, it is a real Rolex. It, I can't believe we're doing this. I can't believe we're actually giving it away. So look, let's have a look here. Okay, there it is. It's, it's beautiful. Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to show the whole timepiece, but it is a beaut. It is a beaut. And we're going to be giving one and maybe two of these away to someone who is a lucky subscriber of our channel and of the show. But there are a few caveats. So... If you want to win this watch, what you need to do, you need to be a subscriber of our channel. You need to have liked or have commented on our shows between now and the end of Feb. And you need to open a Bybit account or already have a Bybit account using one of our links below. And if you do that, so you open a Bybit account, you have to take one trade between now and end of Feb. At the end of Feb, we're going to give away the watch. So 28th of Feb or the last show in Feb, we're going to take the watch. And we are going to give away this amazing watch. And it's a real Rolex with papers, as you can see in the box. So what do you need to do? Subscribe to the channel. Open a Bybit account. If you've already got a Bybit account, that's great. You have to take one trade between now and end of Feb. We will send you the watch. Simple as that. That's all you need to do. One trade. You're going to do one trade anyway. Just do it using one of our links on Bybit. That's it. Stand a chance to win a Rolex. It's real. Tomorrow, hopefully, the deal will be signed and I can actually show you the watch. And then we can have some fun. Cool, you got that? Come on. Someone says, no, I don't have Bybit. Go get Bybit. Go get Bybit. Download a NordVPN if you're in a restricted area. Download a NordVPN. Listen to what Rand's telling you. Download a NordVPN. Put 50 bucks in your Bybit account. Do a trade. And then, bang, you get yourself what? I can't just give away a watch, for God's sake. I've got to make you do something. But you've got to be a subscriber, and you've got to have liked, and you've got to have commented. End of story. Who else in the world 
would give you a real Rolex. Who else? Who else? Who else in the world would give you a real Rolex? Come on. Sign up, sign up, sign up. I promise you by the end of February, someone is going to take home this Rolex and there may be a second Rolex. I'm talking to a sponsor to maybe give you guys a second Rolex. Mark my words, this Rolex is worth, it's probably worth about $30,000. Probably, if you could even get it. If you could even get it. Tomorrow, hopefully the deal will be signed. I'll, I'll actually be able to show it to you. All right, let's talk about uh, the main part of the show. And the main part of the show is what I said here. I said, sell your Bitcoin today or lose 50%. And that's one day ahead of the CPI numbers, but that's just a coincidence actually. There's, there's no link between, there's no, there's zero link between the inflation numbers and the fact that I want to sell, that, that, that I want you guys to sell your Bitcoin. In fact, the real reason why I want you guys to sell your Bitcoin, or the real reason why I'm selling some of my Bitcoin, a lot of my Bitcoin, um, is actually I'm selling about 30% of my Bitcoin. And I'm taking, don't take this lightly, I'll tell you why. Because ever since I got into crypto in 2014 or 2015 or whenever, whenever the hell it was, I've been accumulating Bitcoin every opportunity I can get. Every time that I've had spare money, every time that I could sell something, every time that I could, do, every time I did that, all I did was I bought Bitcoin. And then I took a look at my Bitcoin balance and my Bitcoin balance was pretty high. But the problem is that something else happened. My Bitcoin balance was very, very high. Problem is that when I looked at my ETH balance, my ETH balance put me into a flat panic. And what happened there was I started to panic and say, I actually don't have enough ETH. I don't own enough ETH. And the main reason why I say I don't own enough ETH is because in the beginning of the year, I looked at this chart. And one of the things that this chart told me, which is by the way, the ETH BTC chart, is this chart told me that ETH was going to outperform Bitcoin this year. And that was something that I said, hold on, if he's going to outperform Bitcoin and I've got way more Bitcoin than I've got Ethereum, I've got a big problem. I better be, I better start getting myself some more ETH and I better do it quickly because I don't think there's a long time for this to happen. And in fact, this, this, this outperformance of Bitcoin to ETH is a theme that I've been following for quite a long time. And in fact, in December, I saw this tweet, which was talking about the ETH flipping. And what the guy said here says, I believe we'll see ETH flip Bitcoin during the next bull market. So let's just quickly understand, if ETH were to flip Bitcoin, what would the difference in market cap need to be? Right now, the market cap of Bitcoin is 335 million and the market cap of ETH is $160 million, 160 billion and $335 billion, which means that ETH needs to go up in value by another $150 billion or needs to double. And then it catches up to the market cap of Bitcoin, assuming Bitcoin stays the same. But for me, the reasons are much more fundamental. He looked at this from a different point of view. What he said was, he said, look, if you look at the relative strength of, Bit of Ethereum versus Bitcoin since the last, since the bear market. And so I did that. I went to the bear market and I said, before the bear market started, what was the ETH to Bitcoin ratio? And that was over here. In fact, it is exactly the same price as the Bitcoin ETH to ratio is now, which shows that during this entire bear market with all these collapses, ETH hasn't budged against Bitcoin. That's a great sign because what that sign says to you is that ETH is a mature asset that people trust and almost treat it as a safe haven asset even when the market goes down. So that's one of the reasons. Um, the next thing that he says, the next thing that, that, that this tweet over here says, he says, um, if you look at the previous bear market, ETH fell from 0.01 to 0.17, an 83% drop versus Bitcoin which it didn't do this time. This time it stayed absolutely stagnant. So he says, 
he believes that there's no surprise that Bitcoin will outperform ETH. I think, though, that there are a whole lot of other reasons why Bitcoin is going to outperform ETH. And I've categorized the reason, sorry, why ETH is going to outperform Bitcoin. And I've categorized those reasons into a whole lot of sectors. And I also found a tweet from someone who thought or thinks along the same lines as I think, which is here. Let's, let's just show you the guys that tweet. So you got that tweet over there. Uh, you can see it says the flippening, which refers to ETH being bigger market cap than Bitcoin is coming sooner than you think. Let me explain. He says, the first thing is, and this is the first reason, this is the first reason why I think ETH is going to outperform Bitcoin is because you've got to look at the nature of the asset. So what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a store of value. A store of value is a type of thing that doesn't need to be traded frequently, right? It's like gold. You, you hold it and you hold it for a long period of time just to store value. There's no economic activity on it. If you look at Ethereum, what Ethereum is, is something that becomes the infrastructure of the global digital economy. And we know that the global digital economy is about to explode. We know that NFTs were the highest adopted technology in history until, of course, chat, chatbot uh, uh, AI came online. And if we ever do get blockchain AI, most of it's probably going to run on ETH. We know that DeFi, one experiment um, on Ethereum, caused huge transactions on Ethereum. And we know that there's many, many, many more experiments being built. So what we know is that you know, Bitcoin is a global reserve currency and Ethereum is an infrastructure for a global digital economy. Now, Bitcoin has never generated any meaningful transaction revenue relative to its security budget, heavily subsidizing security with block rewards. So if you think about how Bitcoin miners are rewarded, Bitcoin miners are rewarded because Bitcoin prints more money in block rewards. But the Bitcoin network actually doesn't generate very much fees. Look at this. Bitcoin generated yesterday $193,000 worth of fees, where ETH generated about $3.5 million worth of fees. And that's kind of like in line with the trend. So uh, Bitcoin doesn't generate much fees. Ethereum has also become the base layer for DeFi, for NFTs and stuff like that. Now, <clears throat> Let's look at let's look at some of let's look at some of the other things. We spoke about minor revenue uh, and um, and stuff like that. Let's talk about about some other reasons why I think uh, ETH outperforms Bitcoin. The first thing is, as I said, the nature of the asset. One is a store of value, and one is globe, building a global digital economy and a global digital internet, a new type of digital internet. The next thing is that ETH has now become deflationary, as you know. So with EIP-1559, we know that ETH has become deflationary. And in fact, when you look at ultrasound.money, which is over here, you can see that ever since the EIP-1559 was implemented, the total increase in the number of ETH is very, very low. And you can see that when ETH starts to get used, when the network starts to get used, ETH actually becomes deflationary. Now, if ETH wasn't deflationary, ETH would be inflationary like Bitcoin, Okay. But ETH is deflationary, whereas Bitcoin is inflationary. So you've got one asset which is inflationary, one asset which is deflationary. So that's the second reason. The third reason why I think that ETH could actually outperform Bitcoin is because ETH actually gives you staking rewards. So if you look at Bitcoin, if you have Bitcoin, you can't really do anything with those Bitcoin unless you want to lend it and take counterparty risk. With ETH, it's a very different story because you can go and stake your ETH and get a return on your investment. And in fact, right now, you can go to Lido and you can get 4.8% return on your ETH. 
Now that's also about to change for two reasons. The first reason why that's about to change is because, so up until now, if you staked your ETH to secure the network, if you were, if you were one of these people that staked ETH to secure the network, you couldn't get your ETH back. The protocol doesn't allow you to get your ETH back. And as a result of that, only 13% of the Ethereum in circulation are being staked. Now, if you compare that to other currencies, you got Cardano, 71%. You got BNB, 97%. You got Solana, 71%. You can see that most of the other proof of stake um, uh, tokens have a very high staking ratio. ETH doesn't. And the reason why it doesn't is because the way the protocol has been built in the migration between proof of work and proof of stake, there was no option to withdraw Ethereum. So if you put your money into ETH and you start staking your money, you can't withdraw it. But that's also about to change because of a new upgrade called the Shanghai upgrade. And when the Shanghai upgrade happens, okay, you will be able to stake and unstake your ETH. And as a result, probably a whole lot more ETH are going to get staked. Because there are a lot of people that are saying, look, I'm going to stake my ETH because if I do, I can't unstake them. But I do want to earn this amazing reward for securing the network. Right now, the reward's 4.8%, but it could go up to 10, 12, and even 15%. And it was that high when the network was being used, but we haven't had any volatility. So for a long time, nothing's happened. So Delphi Digital actually agree with me. And what they're saying is that they predict that 27% of Ethereum supply will be staked by 2024, which means that double the number that are staked today are going to be staked in one year from now, which means there's going to be less circulation of ETH, which means that the ETH price should actually even should actually go up. The last, so, so I just want to cover again, I just want to reiterate the reasons why I think, why I think that ETH is going to outperform. One is the nature of the asset. Bitcoin is a store of value. ETH, as this tweet so elegantly put it, um, is, uh, uh, I love the way he said, he said, an infrastructure of a global digital economy, which we're, which we're building. And so if you ask me, do I want to hold gold or do I want to hold a, 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 an infrastructure of the internet? I would much rather hold an infrastructure on the internet because of all the amazing applications that can be built in it. Um, one is deflationary. So Bitcoin is inflationary and ETH becomes deflationary. One is proof of work, which is not the cleanest form of securing a network from an energy point of view. And the other one is proof of stake, which is very, very clean. Now, if you're an institution and you want to allocate capital into crypto, would you rather allocate your money into an asset that is inflationary, has no yield, uh, and 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 is proof of work, which is not good for the environment, and you look bad with your board and with your customers, or would you rather allocate to a deflationary asset that is earning a yield of between 5 and 15% and is ESG-friendly? What would you rather do? So that, that just shows you one of the, what, the other reason why I'm so bullish on ETH versus Bitcoin. The last reason why I'm bullish on ETH versus Bitcoin is because of this um, tweet. In fact, hold on a second. I saw this, which shows ETH is paying a higher rate than T-bills at the moment. Now, most people don't understand that, but you know, when, you, when you're a fund manager and you're deploying capital and you can get 3.5% on a T-bill, or you can get between 5 and 15% on ETH, in, in a high inflation, in a high interest rate environment, it becomes an alternative. Staking actually becomes an alternative, and I believe it's going to start becoming an alternative. 
Lastly, the last reason why why I think ETH, why I'm so bullish on ETH, is because the side, the scaling solutions, Matic, Arbitrum, Optimism, their transactions now exceed the number of transactions that Ethereum is doing. So this came from a tweet from Westy Capital. He says, the flippening no one is talking about is Optimism overtakes Arbitrum for daily active addresses and Optimism and Arbitrum basically overtake uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Ethereum. So if you combine the two of them, they actually overtake Ethereum um, when it comes to it. And the reason why that makes me so, so bullish is because if you look at all the layer twos on Ethereum, you look at Optimism, you look at Arbitrum, you look at Immutable X, you look at ZK Sync, you look at all of these and you say, when you combine these, they're doing way more transactions than Ethereum. Now, very, very, very soon, there's another ETH upgrade. I don't remember which upgrade it is. I think it's, I think it's 4844, EIP4844. But there's another ETH upgrade. And what this ETH upgrade does is it makes the side chains on Ethereum way more scalable. It makes the scaling solutions way more scalable. I'm not going to get into the technical details of how it does that. But when that happens, all of a sudden, you open yourself up to payments happening on Ethereum which is big, which is huge news, because if you can start making payments on Ethereum with very low gas fees, that absolutely changes the game. So that is why I'm so bullish on Bitcoin versus ETH. And my natural inclination is to sell a whole lot of my Bitcoin right now, today, and to buy Ethereum, okay? Question is, is this a good move? So let's get the man in here to look at the charts, Tentino. When you, up, bro. The, when you Dude, look you, at you the, broke the sorry sorry you broke the chat about rolex i think i've seen a thousand comments on rolex well, people, know <laughs> people know what to do people know what to do and, and one more question one more question just before you jump into this over here i see this comment over here and i think we can do something if we get to 600k subs something okay. something something with the okay. banter bag something right guys. now right now i'm worried about end of feb end of feb <laughs> This baby over here. Okay, let's let, let's speak about it. I'm going to jump on the charts now quick. I think Ethereum's best chance to flip Bitcoin has to be in a bear market, not in a bull market. I think okay. in a bull market, I think by the time... So this is the year I see Ethereum slice, uh, like slowly creeping up to Bitcoin. Like, look at it. Let's be honest now. If we look at this chart throughout the bear market, this is how ETH has outperformed. Well, not outperformed, but gone against Bitcoin. It's actually incredible. You know, the markets have come down 70-something percent. ETH is incredibly strong right now. And now we're getting to a point where we're thinking a possible range, maybe one more low from Bitcoin, we will see. But now when we're getting to this bottom range, all of a sudden ETH starts breaking this important wedge over here. And for me, if I start looking at ETH to, to Bitcoin on an extreme high time frame, firstly, I am seeing some sort of huge ass uh, cup and handle. Definitely. From the 2018, from the 2018, from the 2018 bear huge. market. Today. So wait, just just take me back one second. Look at the cup and handle, okay? Yeah. So look at where the ETH BTC ratio is now, which is 0.7. What is it on your screen? 0.7. Zero point seven six. Okay. The next the next resistance level for ETH BTC is um, there's one small resistance level at about 85. 85. And then and the then next the one. Next one's one. It's twelve basically. One one to it. Like yeah. So zero point one okay, two. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. There is a point where ETH flippens Bitcoin. When we get to 0, 0.16, ETH actually flippens Bitcoin. That okay, so flips, yes. flips Bitcoin. ETH becomes the, big, the more dominant chain. Now, let's go back to the chart. So go back to the chart. Mm -hmm. 
Now, show me back on the charts where you think based, just tell me technically, where do you think the BTC ETH chart's going to go? So, so we've got two major charts here. The first one is the ETH, ETH to BTC. And obviously, we're seeing the huge monthly cup and handle on that. Extremely high time frame, something from, something from 2018. We have a small resistance, which I think we're slowly creeping up to I'm now. But the year. next target, I'm, I'm talking in this year. I'm this thinking year. a 50 to 60% outgrowth. I think the one, the 12 gets hit, the so 0.12. I think that gets hit within this time. And if I match that with the ETH dominance, showing the same thing, it basically equivalents it to the ETH dominance being around 25 to 26%. Okay. So this is, this so, is, so, okay. Hold on. So, am I right in saying that if this, if the, just go back to the ETH BTC chart. Yeah. Am I right? And am I right in saying that if if ETH goes, if I sell my Bitcoin today, if I sell mm -hmm. five Bitcoin today and I use the proceeds to buy ETH, and mm -hmm. this plays out, I'm going to make fifty mm percent -hmm. more Bitcoin. Fifty percent more Bitcoin. Um, we expecting a small pullback in the market. If you get it on the pullback, because I think ETH will pull back a little bit more on Bitcoin, maybe for the next two three days, maybe you get an extra five percent. But for now, where we at now as a long-term view, I'm seeing a 50%. Dude, it's strong. Bitcoin's so made lower lows. Again, again, I sell my Bitcoin today. I sell my Bitcoin today. I buy ETH. And if this thesis of mine, which fundamentally plays out, my fundamentals are telling me one thing. Your charts are telling you exactly the same thing. When yes. the chart and the fundamentals align. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> which is why I'm actually gonna. Which is why I'm actually gonna make that move, and that's exactly the move. Me that too. I'm so, so no, I'm, I'm basically seventy percent ETH, seventy percent okay, ETH so, to Bitcoin. Yeah. Now take me to a daily. Take me to a daily. I see. Yeah. I'm seventy percent Bitcoin to ETH. I've got to change that. I have to change it. Okay. Now. No, dude. It just feels like it's it's so strong in the most would terrible you, market. Would you so, do it now or would you wait? No, so for me, it's only on the daily just made its first higher high. So we're expecting the higher low. So if you really want to sculpt it in that sort of sense, uh, 3%, 4% pull. Because I'm expecting the market to pull back now Wait, soon. And I think dominance is going to go up. One of, our yeah. analysts, uh, one of our analysts is here in the chat. Just hold on a second. He's saying, I'm going to bring him on. Just give me one sec. Um, Niv, I can see you in the chat. L let's bring him on. Hold on, hold on. Hello, so, everyone. Yes, this is, this is one of our contributors. Niv, what are you saying? Is it a good time now to be uh, selling Bitcoin, buying ETH, or wait a little bit? All right, I want to split my answer because we have the short term and the long term. All right, so actually, it's it's actually the good time to change uh, uh, from Bitcoin to uh, to ETH, but. I think it's it's for the short term, like a few days, maybe one week, two week, and after that, I think Bitcoin and the market makers trying to to bring the power uh, to Bitcoin dominance back. All right, so we need to to do all the position, the merging, everything like uh, uh, very uh, very carefully in this position. Okay, so if if you were me and you had a one year, if you if you were me. And you had a one-year time horizon or 15-month time horizon. And what you wanted to do was sell some Bitcoin because you had too much Bitcoin and swap it for Ethereum. When would you do it? Would you do it now or would you wait? Um, actually, because my, uh, my edge is it's okay for this, uh, these levels, I, I, I uh, didn't sell uh, all my Bitcoin. But um, if we get like a few, a few percent upside, 
uh, trend. I, I take out my spot Bitcoin outside in DCA and trying to, to keep my money for uh, uh, the long run because I know we are not, uh, not getting yet to the... Uh, But uh, I, I think the big question I got to ask you here is mm-hmm. doesn't matter if the markets go up or down this year, you know, even if we go down, it's very clear that <laughs> Ethereum, the, the exactly. Ethereum has, is holding the lows so well compared to Bitcoin right now. Um, even if the markets are down, we're saying is Ethereum, like being in Ethereum, are we going to make Bitcoin this year? In this yes. year, would you rather be in Ethereum or Bitcoin? Doesn't matter what the market does, up or down. I thought, gonna... I, I thought the next bull run not starting with Ethereum. I don't really, really think like that. But we have a few, a few days or a few, uh, two weeks to get uh, a long And after that, uh, uh, the market makers, the money makers, the smart money God, waiting to, to get this Stop, stop being philosophers. Would you rather hold Bitcoin or ETH? One year holding period. Come, let's stop being philosophers. Ethereum. Bitcoin or ETH? One year. Ethereum. Um, U- Ethereum and USDT now. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> amazing. So do you know Bitcoin or ETH for the one year time period? Uh, Ethereum, bro. I think it's going to be interesting in the bull market, though. I think that's where Ethereum's going to... Ethereum, think of... Imagine Ethereum doubles its market cap now. That becomes the slow mover like Bitcoin. It's going to become... So I think yeah. the, the, the well, bear I'm, market's I'm, the time to get there. And then I, I think both know, big, daddies, about, back, yeah. big, 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 big daddies go. Does, but does ETH flip Bitcoin? That's, your, that's the question I ask you. No, yes, it does. <laughs> Ethereum flips oh, really? Bitcoin in a couple of years, definitely. Uh, 15 months from now, I think that... Let's put this on. Uh, let's put this on. I'm saying at 0.76 right now. I'm going to do a trade. I'm going to start. I'm going to start exiting my Bitcoin and start buying some ETH. Not all. Just I'm overweight Bitcoin and I need to be less in Bitcoin. You I following me? Do, do it over the next three weeks. Like just keep doing it every day consistently for the next like That's two, three exactly weeks. I would I'm be doing, doing it. Exactly. That's exactly, exactly. what I'm doing. I'm in with you, bro. Right. I'm in with you. I love you, bro. I All right, you know, oh, you know who's here, you know who's here, look who's here, Hustle is here, Hustle is here. Hustle, the love muscle. Hey, hey what's going on, Rand? How are you? Long time. Long time, buddy. Listen, Hustle, I've got to ask you a question. We had, we had gaming explode in the beginning of the year. We had Gala Games explode, we had Metaverse tokens explode. If you were buying, if you were going to take some bets on gaming studios, I don't want to take any bets on any games. And the reason why I don't want to take bets on any games is because I don't trust one game. I want to be, I want to be like, like, In, in, in a portfolio of games so that if one fails, the other one succeeds. Give me your three best bets. Yeah, for sure. And uh, obviously right now, I, this is, you know, wait for that pull, wait for some sort of a pullback, especially with these gaming tokens. A lot of them have ran quite a bit. Uh, you know, I, outside of... Yesterday, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like if you've, if you've doubled your money out there on Gala in the last week, please take a little bit off the table. I would just advise that because they did add... Uh, the, the key contributor here was they added a studio with 20 million users. Now, number yeah. one here would be Vulcan Forged. Uh, I think with the 12 games that they're building, the blockchain, the node ecosystem, Jamie Thompson and the backing from Anthony Scaramucci, they've really pushed a lot forward with the Coinbase. Uh, Vulcan Forged, PYR is the, is the token. Right. Um, what, let's, quickly, let's just quickly get a price there and just see where it's come from. What else would you be looking at? Yeah, Ultra for sure. Ultra is not getting as much um, love in this current run right here, which is a good... like. It's good for anyone who's looking for those accumulations, right? But uh, Vulcan Forge, I think, I believe is up about 25% this week and, and is still quite a bit from all-time highs. And, and all they've done is build in this bear market. 
Number two would be Ultra. Ultra is pushing over 150 games onto their platform, NFT marketplace, really trying to be like the Steam, the main distributor uh, from you know the crypto gaming space. And I think they have a really good lane to be the, the Web3 native hub for that, right? Because we've seen Epic Games get involved. We're seeing Steam actually reverse their stance. So I think that Ultra still has a lot of potential and uh, it's not really getting that love in this market yet. Uh, and and I think and uh, one more, I will... I will throw one that a lot of people, a lot of people love, and I, I really love what they've done uh, and what Elio's done recently with Superverse, the rebranded yeah. Super Farm. So with Gigamart's NFT marketplace, which is actually really, really like easy yeah. and fun to use, I, I love the marketplace. And then with Imposters, I think that they have a lot cooking under the under the hood with Superverse. And uh, you know, right now where the price is, it's it's pretty far off from all time highs, thirty five million dollar market cap, I believe. So I would definitely look towards Super. UOS and PYR. Hassel, love your work, bro. Uh, Hassel, you're doing a show later on today? Yeah, uh, there will be a show on later today. We'll be covering one of the top projects in the space uh, in my documentation of the top projects, trying to get people the TLDR because, you know, crypto gaming is a fickle, you know, tokenomics, the product, the people behind it. You want to know all these things. So I'm trying to get people all these information. Uh, we'll be covering one of the top projects today. Crypto gaming is about to explode, guys. It is one of the narratives everyone's talking about for 2023. I don't think actual games, but I do think studios is the best bet. At I'm the with you. That's all. Much love, my friend. Yeah. Thanks, Rand. Thanks for having me on. Nice to chat with you again. All right. So listen, I said uh, I'd make you guys very smart this year. I'd make you guys very smart traders this year. And um, one of the ways that you can become a very smart trader is if you learn how to actually use options. Um, we're going to talk about the Rolex again in a couple of seconds, but is, is if you learn how to use options. Now, I want to show you guys one of our new sponsors is Deribit. And Deribit is an, is an options exchange. What they allow you to do is buy and sell options. Now, options are pretty complicated to retail investors, but we're going to make it very, very, very simple for you guys, right? We're going to teach you guys how to use options and what options are. And you're going to learn how to buy and sell and trade options. And options are an amazing, amazing, amazing tool. I'm going to show you very simply, and we're going to do this over a long period of time, but I'm going to show you very simply how cool options are. So what an option allows you to do is exactly what it sounds like. It's the option. It gives you the option to buy a certain token at a certain date uh, in the future. So in this case, I'm looking at Ethereum. And I'm looking at options, which expire, as you can see, on the 29th of December, 2023, which means that I'm looking to take a bet on Ethereum one year from now. So on the 29th of December, 2023. And I'm taking a bet that the price of Ethereum in one year from now, it, one year from now will be higher than the price of Ethereum is today. So let me make this a little bit bigger for you guys, because I know some of you guys are, are watching on your phones. But there's a thing called the call option. And this call option allows me to buy Ethereum on the 29th of December, 2023, at any price that I choose. I'm going to choose the price of 1400, which is just above where the price is now. And if I want to buy that option, it will cost me $305. So if I think that Ethereum is going to be higher than $1,400, I pay the $305, I buy the option. And if Ethereum does go over $1,400, then I make anything above the $1,400. So let me give you a practical example. I think Ethereum is going to go up in value. I buy this option that Ethereum will go up in value. At, uh, I buy a $1,400. I take a price, a strike price, which is $1,400. And I say, I think Ethereum on the 29th of December, 2023 is going to be above 
$1,400. And I buy the option. I pay $305 for that option, right? So I go and I buy one option uh, at $305. See, one, I buy one option at $305. Now, if I buy this option, okay, so I just buy the option. Okay, I have to, put, I have to, I have to switch funds into, into my Ethereum account. But if I do buy that option, if Ethereum goes up in value, not only does the value of the option go up in value, but I've actually got myself a very cheap entry into Ethereum because I've paid $300 to give me the, all the upside that Ethereum may get. So let me give you an example. If Ethereum is trading at $3,000 at the end of the year, if it, if it goes to $3,000 at the end of the year, and I've paid $300 to buy the option, then anything about $1,400 plus $305, so anything about $1,700, is pure profit that I get. So it's a cheap way of getting profit and taking a bet. So tomorrow, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to start buying these options because I do think that at the end of the year, Ethereum may go up in value. If you want to join me, and we're going to be we're going to be doing a whole lot of options trading. We're going to start from the beginning, which is what I've just showed you—a very simple call option. We're going to teach you guys how to use these options. Oh, I'm getting shoulder. Okay. Um, so if you want to buy these options, there's a referral link below. Use the referral link. Sign up with Deribit. Um, and we'll start trading options. I'm going to show you how options can be can make you a master trader. They can really make you smarter than everybody else. Um, everybody else out there. All right. Just before we go, um, let's take a look at Bitcoin. Seventeen thousand four hundred eleven. Um, market's looking pretty dull. Uh, remember, remember, remember. If you want this, we are giving one away. It's going to be given away at the end of Feb. It's so simple, guys. It's so 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 simple. All you need to do, you need to. Go to the link below. Let's just quickly, I'm actually going to show you how simple it is, right? You go here, you go here. Let's just quickly do it because, you know, some people don't know exactly how to do this. So we go here, you go to today's show, you go to today's show, you click on today's show and you open a Bybit account using this link or any of the crypto bank links, anyone that, that has a Bybit account using crypto bank link, you take a trade between now and the end of Feb, any trade for any amount of money between now and the end of Feb. At the end of Feb, we will randomly choose one person who is, number one, you've got to be a subscriber to the channel. Number two, you have to have a Bybit account using our referral link. Number three, you have to um, like, comment, subscribe, like, comment on, on the shows. Number four, go and join our Discord and we will give away a Rolex, this Rolex. I'm not allowed to show you the face of the Rolex until we actually give it away or until we actually sign the documentation. It's the easiest way you're going to get a Rolex. And you know what? There's two that are going to be given away now and we're probably going to carry on doing it. So just trust what I'm saying to you. Go, 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 go. Do what you need to do. I'll see you guys again tomorrow. Remember, big inflation numbers tomorrow. So it's going to be a huge show. Until then, have fun. Trade well, my friends. They want the Rolex. Everybody wants the Rolex. Everybody wants that Rolex. Everybody wants it. <laughs>